Hello, welcome to a bonus episode of Garage Night. Tonight is Jeff Tracy and myself discussing our love of motorcycles on-road and off-road. We both have a sordid past with motorcycles and we happened to be together with some time to kill the other night and decided that this would be uh, good content to share with you, uh, the listeners. So please sit back and enjoy this unedited, raw conversation. Um, just from, you know, about 11 o'clock at night on, uh, enjoying a, a wheat beer or two. Um, please let us know how you like the episode. If you would like more raw audio a little um uncut unfiltered sort of stuff um again there's no no foul language included but um it's not as structured as a a usual episode so please uh give us some feedback if you want to hear some more uh we would uh we'd be more than happy to to schedule more stuff like this so without further ado bike night all right it's garage night we're uh, in Jeff's garage, garage adjacent. <laughs> Today, no Andy, so we get to talk bikes. Bike night. Bike night. All right, drink some beers, ride some bikes. No, talk some bikes. Talk some bikes. Talk some bikes. Never, never drink and ride. It's a bad idea. <laughs> um, so, Randy and I both have ridden bikes. Uh, Randy's ridden bikes since he was a little guy. Um, I only have ridden bikes for the last six years or so, I think. I think it's been about six years. No, I haven't been that long, has it? Uh, yeah, well, I've been out, well, I honestly got out of college about six years ago. I got my first motorcycle, wasn't it? Or no, five years ago, maybe. Maybe it was five, because I got it right before I got the Falcon. Yeah, it'd, Falcon. it'd be more like four and a half or five, because yeah. my first was around, my first kid was around, and I got to bail out and go get coffee and... And ride motorcycles. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I bought mine. Right. I bought yours like I bought mine the spring after you bought yours because you bought yours in the fall. No, I, I think I bought mine in the spring before I bought the Falcon. Um. So I think yeah, it's been about five years, something like that. Four okay, because I, I bought mine a year. I was it a full year after? Because I bought mine like spring break. Maybe it was bit after because I yeah I bought mine and then um didn't ride it very much when I first got it because it ran so poorly. oh that's right you I remember you for me because you I, were having it fixed consistently at yeah. first you're uh yeah yeah your girlfriend's cousin was working yeah so on it's it. yeah it's yeah Shelly's yeah I guess cousin step cousin or whatever Jason he's a Jedi bike mechanic he did it nothing for you know for years but worked on bikes and he fixed a lot of stuff in short order, and there was a lot wrong with that little bike. There was a lot wrong with that bike. That was a, that was a fun story. Yeah, well, I rode it most <laughs> of the way home. Did we, did we got it all the way, didn't we? Yeah, we got it. You stopped a couple times because you said that it just kept dying on you, and it was because the packing in the muffler was yeah, blocking the It exhaust. was literally puking steel wool mm-hmm. out of the muffler. I couldn't yeah. figure like. Uh, this is right after I told you, yeah, go ahead and buy it. It was seemed yeah. great. I rode yeah. up and down the road, so... To start at the beginning, you've been sending me bikes for yeah forever. I've oh, been riding we'll dirt start, bikes forever. We'll start, I'll start. I might as well start way back at the beginning. I got into bikes um, 
after my girlfriend got on the bike. She got on the bikes almost a year before I did. We both went and got our endorsement, and I did it more as kind of a fun thing. I, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not super into the bike thing yet. You know, I'd always been a car guy. Didn't, didn't you drop the bike in the uh, class? I did not. Oh, okay. No, I did not. It was everyone Even else it, dropping bikes. Everyone else was dropping bikes. <laughs> I wasn't. Um, I actually, shockingly, did really well um, on the endorsement test. Uh, so I, uh, I, and I, it was fun. I had a little hog thing for the endorsement test, and it was great. There was little 250cc uh, yeah. choppers yeah. that they've got. Yeah, it was actually a twin, which was amazing. But, uh, yeah, it was it was super fun. She had the bike I wanted, which was kind of a cafe-style bike. It was a T250. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And she had that bike, as Shelly did, and uh, I was super jealous because that bike was great, and uh, and I had this crappy little cruiser, the little Suzuki, I think TC two fifty they call it. The no uh, for for the hog or for the no sorry the uh, the the cafe the a, standard bike that she a rode. Suzuki TU two fifty. That's what it was. TU two fifty X. Yeah, and mine was a Yamaha V Star. V Star. Yeah. Yeah. It was the coolest of all the hogs they had there because it was like the newer one. Oh, and see, it sounded great. So I was like, we're sitting there, and I was like, I'd like clap it up every once in a while, like get that like twin little rumble, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> definitely embracing the inner Harley guy inside me. But uh, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, go through the endorsement test, whatever, and it was fun. And so I had my endorsement and didn't think anything of it after that. Shelly went and got a bike almost immediately. And uh, that was I the ninja, you right? Were, you were with her. You took her to go get her bike. I did without you. Did. you. Without me, I was. I took a girlfriend. Uh, I think what a two dozen miles yeah. across to the other side of Portland. Yeah, and, to and, go buy her a bike. Yep. And uh, I, 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 I didn't test ride it though. I think she test rode it. Yeah. And, and I then, was, I was there like a, a an in case rider. Like right. if something went wrong, I, and, I knew how to wrench on and it. You and, followed her back. Or you I took, did. You took her back, and the guy wrote it back for her, something weird. No, like, I, I followed her back. Okay. Because uh, we I must have taken her. one of my rigs, I suppose, and I followed her back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but and she was so, pretty confident on it. Yeah, she yeah she was she was great, and so her and her boss her boss uh, had a adventure bike or something, and so they would uh, you know she wanted to go ride, and they went and rode places and stuff, and I kind of just. You know, I drive my car sometimes, and you know, it just wasn't the same. And I was like, you know, I'm tired of getting, tired of getting left out. So I decided, let's just, I'm just gonna buy a bike. And then I started looking at bikes, and like, you know, I'm looking at new bikes, and like, nothing really did it for me. And of course, in typical Jeff fashion, I started looking at old bikes. And I'm like, yep. Oh yeah, here we go. Now we're talking something vintage. I like this. So um, I and I love. I just fell in love with the old. There's the bikes. rust I want. Yeah, yeah. There's the unreliability and rust I want. The uh, the '70s bikes just called to me, like the old Honda CB750s. Oh yeah. And the and the CB350s and the and the Suzukis and the Yamahas and they're just all so pretty. CX500s. I know you're yeah, looking at the CXs. I like those for a while too. Shaft yeah. drive V twin. Yeah. Is that yeah? It's the yeah, V twin. Yeah, like a, yeah, transverse V twin or something like that. Something, something super weird. weird. They're really popular with the uh, cafe guys, but uh, I I still kind of want one. There's there's so. Neat. Yeah. So weird. They got a, they're water cooled though, which is a little odd. Um, but yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I didn't know shit about bikes at the time. Um, I didn't really know much about like cars even at that point in my life. I was still um, pretty green, so like <clears throat> really diving into the mechanicals of things. You know, um, this was back before I had really done any major projects of my own and any major surgery on cars of my own. 
Well, you you would put some upgraded nineteen pound injectors on a on a uh, Mustang with stock knife, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think the most I hadn't even done the five speed swap on my car yet uh, at this point. So, like, the most I had done was a five blood conversion on my Mustang, and so I really hadn't done a lot. And um, so I I go and I find this sweet Yamaha XS four hundred, just this just awesome looking bike for way too much money it was like 1600 bucks and it probably should have been like given away like knowing how much i bought and sold my for <laughs> maybe that was a bit yeah on someone the should have side. paid me to take it and uh like it started and ran and it sat in guys guy's garage and it idled and i was like okay that's how a bike should sound um randy you drove it home <laughs> yeah and uh and it was just like you know kept dying on you had no power it couldn't how? take off from the light how I remember it is I, I, I met you at, at your place and I rode in the back of your 78 uh, Bronco. Mm-hmm. You and your girlfriend went out and I'm sitting in the back and you guys gave me coffee, which is a mistake. Uh, you guys are making fun of me because I'm bouncing off the wall before I even got there. I'm excited, you know. I'm like, ah, I've been riding forever trying to get people to ride bikes. I love it when people ride bikes. And we got there and I was like, you said, what do you think? You know, after you talk to him, I looked around, I'm poking around it, acting like I know more than I do until he walks away. And he said, what do you think? I said, I think it's old. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's real old. It's got some rust here, there, and and everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, it seems in okay shape. And he said, what do you think about the price? I'm like, what, $1,600 for an old bike? But like, <laughs> from all the other stuff that you sent me, because you sent me some stuff that was more around 2500 I'm like, yeah. well, this is below your market cap. That gives you some money to play yeah. with. And, you know, I know Yamaha is one of my, one of my more preferred brands. I'm like, yeah, I, I trust these a little bit more in the era. But, I mean, yeah, it seems fine. It's got all the stuff, like it's the right size. Disc brakes all the way around, mag wheels, exactly. you know, tubeless tires. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it didn't have tubeless. It had, it, it had good tires. It had modern tires. It didn't have a bias fly style on it. Yeah. It, 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 I'm like, this is more modern than I thought Jeff was going to go. Yeah. I thought it was going to have like wooden wheels. <laughs> and you're like, was that an option? Um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I, I got him to do disc brakes. So yeah. that's, that's a plus. Yeah. Uh, so I, I rode it around and I'm like, it's really strong off the bottom, kind of peters out on the top, but like I even hit the gas fast and it barely stumbled, which is really good throttle response for back then. I'm like, ah, oh, just needs carb cleaned and tuned, and it did. What I didn't know was that the exhaust was falling apart, but that it wasn't doing it then. Um, sounded fine. Like it's idling good, it started good. It's got electric start, but it also had the kick start, so it's good backup. And I I right told now. him that's important. He's like, well, hopefully I'll never have to use that, you know. <laughs> so yeah, and then so I'm like, well, if you want to pay the man, and and you know, you talked it over and you looked at it a little bit more, and you decided to do that, and we started the uh, three hour drive home. <laughs> yeah, it took a while. 15 miles <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i just stopped because i thought it was overheating because yeah, uh, I, I would i would ride it four or five blocks and i'm you know i'm trying to kind of put shut it through its paces too, right yeah it shut off at the light like the first time it did that it was just a what the and i'm like what are we 
what are we doing here? Yeah. You know, and, and I'm, I'm hitting, and it fired back up. I'm like, oh boy. And I, I couldn't tell if you knew from, from behind me. I could tell when you weren't moving that something wasn't yeah, quite Yeah, I was right. looking around on the bike and it, it just went. So I'm shrugging like, okay, off we go. Man, that thing would go three or four blocks at a time and then it would start to do weird stuff pull over the next safe place yeah. I saw and I figured it was like vapor locking or, or just you know just overheating the valves were out of adjustment or something like I, I don't know uh, and so we got most of the way back we had two or three miles left and um, I forget did I notice or did you flash me or was it do it I just pulled over you because pulled it was over because it was acting weird you were going to tell me problems and I'm like well, maybe this has something to do with it and I pulled like steel wool out of the exhaust pipe and I got like a screwdriver out of my truck and just cleaned it out and I'm shaking uh, my head the yeah, whole time I've, yeah. my helmet my hands going oh what did I do and I'm thinking what did I buy <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was bummed I had, I had to ride the last three miles you were bummed you just paid $1,600 <laughs> something that was literally falling apart you remember what I told you I don't I just I just tried to went should have bought a Honda bud <laughs> <laughs> so uh I actually rode it like that for way longer than I should have. Well, one, no once power. you once you got all that out of there, there's no baffling in the yeah. exhaust. It was loud. It was loud, and it actually rode, eh, okay. Um, and then I took it out to Jason, mm-hmm. and and he's like, "This thing's a turd." He, before he even like he heard it, he's like, "No, this is running on one cylinder," and he yeah, he cracks it open, and he's like, "Valves were completely out of adjustment." The uh, and he and the timing was twenty degrees retarded on one cylinder, and one of the points wasn't even opening. So one cylinder oh, was barely, if not, wasn't firing, I guess, at all, because the breaker points breaker points weren't like closing. And that would that would explain yeah. the lack of power, especially up top. Like, yeah. like I guess, like I just figured, old bike slow, yeah. you know, yeah. old twin. And so you know, within. You only needed the one cylinder when you started riding anyway. Yeah, so and, it, you, and it started, and it was like, okay. But, like, I couldn't go over 50, and I couldn't, like... Which should be a dead all. giveaway. Yeah, like, I couldn't lug it at all, and I couldn't get it, get it over 50. So it was like, something was severely wrong. Oh, yeah. and, uh, and I'm like, man, I'll never get this thing up to red line. It was like it hit a red limiter, like, four grand or something. And so, anyway, Yeah, just governor, just... And that's it. Yep, yep. And then so I took it out to Jason, and within minutes he had it running on two cylinders and just revving way out. And I was just like, "Yeah, that's that's how it should run." And uh, I mean, it had three times the power, and it would rev to nine grand, and it just sounded just super sweet. Yeah. But um, you know, pulling the carbs off and digging a little deeper, the needles were broken off inside the car body, and so like I had to go source some new carburetors for it from a later model. Uh, bike and but I mean they were they were they were either Makunis or yeah, they're uh, yeah they're, they're I think they're a constant velocity and they're just really really finicky and they use pretty much as lo- just get a Makuni and it's either a slide like like a round slide or a flat slide yeah and then they're all the same for for forty years I mean <laughs> when I rebuilt mine it was just oh a Makuni kit from you know Stone Age to nineteen eighty like they yeah. were just all the same bikes I mean my my dirt bikes and my street bikes have had similar, if not identical, carburetors. carburetors. Like, yeah. like, Makuni and Kahin own yeah. own carburetors on on bikes. Yeah, they just own the whole thing. And your your bike was uh, actually fantastic. Uh, your carburetors on your bike. 
Oh yeah, we'll like, we'll get into that yeah. bike for sure. I love that thing. And yeah. So did you? I did like. I should have bought it, you poor I, sap. I should have. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, so that bike after it was all tuned up has been great. And, you know, of course, the, all of the issues I had early on, Shelly got the idea in her head that um, I needed to get a more reliable bike if we were going to go on road trips or go anywhere. So yeah. I spent uh, a couple of years buying and selling bikes. Uh, trying to find one that I thought would fit me what, best. What what you what you go through? Because you had a uh, did you ha- did you have a Bonneville or was no that... I, I I road tested a Bonneville and I thought I would love it and I hated it. Oh right, because you rode a, a newer Bonneville yeah. and you said it just didn't have the uh, the like there was no soul. Yeah, yeah, it felt like it was it was like a it was like the company set out to like check that's, every box. That's the biggest draw of yeah. of, uh, of a European. Stuff. motorcycle yeah. it's it's like a ducati that has no soul like yeah. well, what's the point anymore yeah. it just felt whereas you've been on my excess and it just oozes personality from every every single vibration on the bike like it just it just has yeah it's character all that, day long that bike is hilarious because it's basically a muscle car yeah like yeah. a it, lightweight muscle car that you can lean over to as far as you need to and it's it's a muscle car, I should say, in it the way it sounds and the way it delivers power. You turn it on is just this. If a parallel twin can sound like a like a twin carb uh, big block V eight, that's it. It's just what's happening with this bike? Yeah. It just and when you when you hit it, just vroom, vroom, it just. And the whole bike just moves, and it's just the whole thing vibrates yeah, like yeah. crazy. I, you can't keep your feet on. I can't keep my feet on the pegs because they fall asleep. <laughs> but and and it's just all torque. Like yeah. you let the clutch out whenever you want with whatever throttle because yeah. it's just got that. You know, Japanese bikes, even the twins, don't have torque. Yeah, like they just don't. But this one does. Like it's very much tuned for torque. But when you get up past six grand, it, it flattens off real it hard. Does, for sure. But that could be cam. That could be a lot of things. But I think it's just reading up. That just seems to be that bike was just yeah. kind of made that way. Yeah. But it does that. It's just so it's got all that torque, yeah. and it's got that sound, and it just the whole thing shake. And it is. It just exudes character, including mid corner judders that are just like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. And, and it understeers perfectly like a like a muscle car. <laughs> but I yeah, it's got characters. So you needed to find something that had some of that soul and the bottle yeah. didn't do it yeah and honestly like i i went and, so i bought first bike i bought after the excess and i kept the excess this whole time because i i couldn't bring myself to sell it because i loved riding it but my girlfriend was convinced that i needed something else so i bought a, a 2000 2000 or 2001 gs 500 and that bike i got for like 1200 bucks and uh it looked kind of like a street bike, but it had the round headlight like I like, you know, the old classic looking headlight. I'm like, oh, cool. I could cafe this thing out and make it look okay. That bike was a turd, man. That thing had no power anywhere, and it had carburetor problems. The actual casting on the carburetor had uh, wallowed out of the throttle shaft, so it was leaking air in. Goodness. So no matter what you did, you couldn't get it to idle down. And so I ended up using a vacuum that. cap over the end of that. I, I bought like a little... Uh, PVC vacuum cap mm-hmm. and it fit right over the end of the throttle shaft and I put that over it and that was the only thing I could do other than grease the shaft or completely you know rebuild it hone it and sleeve it uh, which I didn't at the time have the knowledge or ability to do um, so I got out of that bike pretty quick and it was comfortable but it just 
the shocks were blown in it. And the ergonomics had, was was that the one? The ergonomics was just really good for you, or it was okay. Or is that the the Suzuki much no. later? So the one that the ergonomics were really good was the CB. Um, so I had after the Suzuki GS five hundred, I bought a Suzuki Boulevard S fifty. That's what I was thinking. That was the bike Boulevard. was like if you were if you're five foot eight or or less, that bike is perfect for you. I'm five ten. That bike, after sitting in traffic for about an hour and a half, I I had to go ice my back for about three hours mm-hmm. and like lay on the bed and roll my back out. It was it was a nightmare. And so I'm like, you know, road, road trips on this thing are out of the question. They did not have the which defeats the purpose right. to a large extent. Right, and that bike, but that bike could lift a tire. It has so much torque, and I think I got that thing over 100 miles an hour on the freeway in Mexico, of course. Um, you know, <laughs> that bike just was so fast. It had a fantastic engine and they can go like 50,000 miles without a valve adjustment. And yeah. they're, they're just, they're so good. And that engine in a, in a different, like a, in like a cafe frame would be so right on. But after that, I got rid of that bike and I was just, you know, I was trying to convince Shelly, okay, I just want to keep the excess, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, finally I find this bike, um, after trying the Triumph and I didn't like it and I was kind of set on Triumphs, you know, because I was, you and I, I think, had gone out to the dealer a few mm-hmm. times and sat yeah. on them and like, these are cool bikes that look great. I feel love great. the Thruxton. Yeah, oh. the Thruxton's great. I like the Scrambler. Oh, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I would get yeah. at the end of the day. I think the yeah. Thruxton's more of a street bike, but right. yeah, the Ducati Scrambler and the uh, Triumph Scrambler, when those came out. Those are so good. Man, that's when we were going over to here in Portland, CC's Coffee. Yeah. And, and like, they are, there was one of each there, and so I got to see the different different sizes of them right next to each other. I'm like, oh, this is sweet. We need to go back out. To we do need to go before you before you leave. Yep. But but, uh, but yeah, they um, they were. I mean, I was looking at them. I was basically dead set. Like I was waiting to find the right one for the right price that I could afford. So I find finally one pops up on Craigslist for like fifty five hundred bucks. I go out there, I ride it down the block and back, and that was enough to tell me I don't want this bike. The lean angle wasn't right. It felt fake and forced. Like it felt like a company set out and like I need a bike with personality, so I'm going to give it a weird sounding exhaust and I'm going to put cheap plastic gauges on everything and make it look like an old bike, but not have any of the things that are attractive. And this is the same problem I have cars. Like yeah, everything's fake. It doesn't feel authentic. And so I was kind of like really, I was like, well, what the hell am I going to get? Let's let's recap point? real quick because I feel like you're getting to the one that does work. So. What did you go through that, like, the XS400 you liked, but it wasn't, didn't appear to be reliable enough. So you went yeah. through the the GS? Yeah. So the GS, Suzuki GS500? Yeah, 500, yeah. And then you went to the Boulevard? Yeah. And then you tried the um, the Triumph? Yeah. And, and then? Then I went and I uh, went and test rode a CB1100. Mm-hmm. So that was Honda's attempt at a retro bike. They yeah, re- redoing the old CB750 yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ks from from the, the 70s. Yeah. And so I went and test rode one that had a wonky title. But, I, oh, sorry. I was also test driving a Ninja 500 at the same time. So went out and I made the same stop both at, at, on the same day. And uh, I went out and rode the CB1100. And I immediately fell in love with that bike. This bike had 1,200 miles or 12,000 miles. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the smoothest bike I'd ever been on. It, it it had incredible brakes. It was just and it was silent. It felt it felt electric. And Honda had, developed that bike for a very long time, and it had 
big shoes to fill. Like yeah. the 1978 uh, CB750K was just yeah. best of breed. That thing was oh, yeah. a monster. Even from 69, what it was doing, I mean, that it's arguable that bike single-handedly started the demise of the British motorbike industry. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, because the other, you know, the Japanese were, were coming up, but that was really the first legitimate shot across the bow because mm-hmm. those those big twins were hard to beat out of the, the British mm-hmm. bikes. Had that and, crunchy low end, and, and they were punchy mid-range, yep, right? Yep. Um, and, they, and they could get them in pretty decent displacement. You can get them, like, in a 650 or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, and this these bikes just had... They were just so smooth. Yeah, the beginning of the the CB series like that, you could get them 250, 350, 450, uh, 650, 750, literally up to 900. And then like the 900F, uh, 900F was just this monster. (laughs) Uh, That's that's what I wanted. And, you know, then you've got other shots. Like I also owned a Kawasaki H1. There was the H3. Like those yeah, things were, you had those. we'll, we'll go through those. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, so they had to get that bike right when they redid it. Yeah. And so you got to ride the, the, yeah. the new version of those bikes. The, that 1100 was gorgeous. I fell oh, yeah. in love with it when I first saw it. Yeah. I, I, so after riding that bike, I'm like, I don't know if I could top this bike, but it was expensive. You know, like I never spent more than two twenty nine hundred bucks or 2200 bucks on a bike. Yeah. So this bike was the one I test rode was five grand, and I was like, "That's a lot," you know, for me at the time anyway. They're twelve new. Situation, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, on the way home, I kept thinking about that bike. I'm like, man, that's a pretty bike. Yeah, but it's got a little weird title, blah blah blah. So I'm not super keen on that one, but I'm gonna keep my eye open. I went and rode a Ninja, and this Ninja in particular was pretty trash. Like it had broken mirrors, and I actually rode two Ninjas, um, but the the first one was really nice cosmetically but something was weird it rode weird like mm-hmm. it, I feel like the frame might have been bent um, it kind of rode like it was dog legged if that makes sense like, were, like the, it was kind of kicking out one way oh it was crabbing a little bit yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. and so um, that bike was like okay I'm not taking this one but nice I, that, that feels like the frame's bent yeah and, it, and it, I found out that it had been laid down um, pretty it's all, hard it's all it takes with and, those uh, bikes yeah and so the second one I rode though was um cheaper and it had busted mirrors and mismatched blinkers and it was like not well taken care of but it rode fantastic yeah and it had this great power band you hit like five grand it was like hitting VTEC and it just pegged over like nine grand just instantly and it was just so fun and, and lively and I was like you know this is a cool bike but it's still carbureted and I know like Shelly she was like you need, you need to fuel inject the bike and I'm like, yeah the whole I point going back to this to this C1100 and I ended up finding one um from a guy up in, uh, how was it, not Bellingham, something, way up north in Washington. And it was like a three-hour drive, so we drive up there, and this bike had 750 miles on it. It was, it was brand new. Brand new bike. And he had Oland suspension on it. Which is and, crazy good. Yeah. And, I mean, and it was sitting, he had his Porsche, his vintage Porsche, and then in one spot of the garage, and then his bike in the center of the other spot of the garage. And he had a manual, and he had all of the paperwork on it, everything from the time he bought it, because he had knee problems. And he kept everything super meticulous, unlike me. Um, and so I didn't even I didn't even test ride it. I handed him the money, and I first and I and I rode off on the bike, and I rode it um, 
three hours home in rush hour traffic, and my back felt great. Felt better than sitting in a car. It was ergonomically the best bike I had been on, period. Like, as far as comfort, a blend of comfort and sporting, and it had so much power compared to anything I'd ever ridden. It was like... Well, it was just 1100 uh, CC uh, parallel four. Yeah. Like, it, it didn't have that like it didn't have that like top end like you would expect. It had grunty low end, but it was it was linear. It was perfectly linear. Mm-hmm. Like you roll on the throttle and it pulled hard all the way to red line, and you couldn't tell when it was a red line. It just suddenly you were at nine thousand RPM and you needed to shift, and it, you yep. could, the exhaust note was so quiet, and it was just it was a fantastic bike. You rode it. And I, I remember having the conversation with you when when I finally got to see it because you had had it. I was indisposed, and then by the time I came by, you had you had already ridden it almost a thousand miles. Yeah, you know? I rode the hell out of that bike. And uh, I remember talking to you. You know, I'm I'm a big Honda fan. Grew up in a big Honda uh, family for bikes, and I remember asking you like, okay, what do you like? Before I go all zealot on you, like, <laughs> what do you like about like? Because you were just heaping praise on it, and I said, okay, what do you like about it? And I remember you saying the attention to detail yeah. on it. Just everything you saw, everything you touched was engineered and designed to look and feel good. I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot to bring that up. You're right. Like, whereas the Triumph felt cheap and like afterthought, mm-hmm. this felt intentional. Like everything was deliberate. Everything was cleverly done and done well. Like gauges, lights blinkers indicators switches everything was you, you couldn't light. find something that went well this is kind of cheap or well this shouldn't be there like no. it it which on one hand you could go oh well that takes all the character away from it like honda is known for like we are specific we are diligent we are mm-hmm. perfect it is just a, which can become bland the nissan gtr mm-hmm. you know look up any review of the nissan gtr it's wonderful it's brilliant it has no soul so you would think that something a honda flagship like that would have that problem yeah of being over engineered and just oh this is a perfect bike yeah but it's no fun like a, a porsche turbo is super fast but the turbo is kind of the least interesting of the porsche 911s right. it's just too good mm-hmm. it's not fun anymore like mm-hmm. a gt2 is still you know rear drive and, and, and stuff and so it's still fun but it's not the best I would that's what I expected you to say is it's too good I don't like it yeah but you're like just the it's everything about it is good there's no yeah. well this is stupid or this looks bad it just looks good feels good is good yeah yeah it was it wasn't wasn't over baked it wasn't half baked it was just right I think they you know, if I had to be a, a, a beggar, I would say it needed another gear. It had only was a five speed and mm-hmm. it needed six. Um, beyond that, it was a perfect bike. Like it had everything you could want in a bike, and it, it's. I mean, it was a little quiet, but I liked that about it. Like that, that was kind that of was the part, part of its personality. Like it was quiet, it was comfortable. You could enjoy riding it, and then you could have fun with it. Like it did. It did everything, and it did everything well, and that kind of became its personality. If that makes sense, like it didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't need a gimmick to to sell it. It didn't need the yeah. Harley. Like 
You know, you'd have leather chaps and a mustache and a cigarette <laughs> hanging out of your mouth. Anyone, so, anyone could ride this bike and yeah, enjoy themselves. Yeah, and you could, you honestly, you could start on that bike if you had, if you were patient enough. Yeah, like it was smooth, it was predictable. Um, in hindsight, after wrecking it, uh, maybe it could have had a touch. Spoilers. Less, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> it could have had a touch less sensitive brakes. Um, you know, what was that? A hydraulic clutch? It was uh, the clutch. I'm not sure if it was. I think it was cable. Well, if I'm it was cable sure. and you can't tell, then it was a real good cable actuated. It, it, whatever uh, it was, clutch, the clutch you know? was super smooth. But the brakes were were dual disc. Dual disc front, front and single and single rear, mm-hmm. and they were big. Yeah, they were. They, they were, were dinner plates, yeah. like 16 in the front. I, yeah. Not 16, but they were... They're huge. And when yeah. I got on my, my excess, I had been used to going, like, I have to grab a handful of brakes to stop. Like, I'm yeah. just used to that. I'm used to a certain amount of pressure. And it old, stop. old brake hoses that expand just a little bit. Yeah. You know, you lose yeah. a little feel. But this bike, it was like a, a finger, and that bike would stop itself. And any more than a finger, you're going over the handlebars. The first time I test rode it, the first one... I almost went over the handlebars when I grabbed a handful of front brake, and yep. it was like, and it stopped me immediately. So, uh, I'll fast forward and give you the spoiler alert. Uh, we went on a trip to, we we're going on a trip to Glacier. We had this trip planned for two weeks, and um, the day we go to leave, uh, we have our bags packed, and Shelly and I take off, and um, I'm behind her. We're out about 80 miles away from home in the gorge, and uh, um, her bag. We had some rain bags over the top. There were. Well, we couldn't find her actual bag cover, so we put trash bags on. And in case, her, in case it rained. In case it rained, and it was raining that morning, and then it stopped, and um, and uh, we were coming around the semi and, around the the interstate between Oregon and Washington. Yeah, just heading east. Yeah, heading east um, along the Columbia River, and uh, I noticed her. We have our headset or our wireless headset between each other, and and her. She's in front of me, and I noticed her bag starting to catch air underneath it, and so I touch the tap talk and we by the time we connected her bag had expanded and landed on my front brake and locked up my front brake and at 70 miles an hour my front tire split out from under me and I went and I went you know hands out in front of me you know grabbed the pavement basically with my hands and rolled down the road and, um, I just saw myself tumbling how, how, how fast down the interstate a 70 7 miles an hour and so I, I, I hit you know hit my hands first and then my helmet hit the ground and then I rolled and there was a car right behind me and I remember seeing ground car sky ground car sky ground car sky for I don't know how many times I rolled um, yeah, there's no there's no way to count no no, no way to I, count I, I I just remember not screaming and landing on the ground and then as I looked back I just saw traffic stopping and splitting off to each side of the road around my my fallen down bike and I ran to the side of the road and looked down at my hands and I just saw my hands sticking through my gloves with you know blood all over me and I'm like this can't be happening I just wrecked my new bike yeah I was so mad that I just wrecked my new bike and then I looked around and I like I like touched myself at my chest and my stomach and everything like make sure you're still still, yeah I'm still here bummer about the bike make sure you're okay yeah and I like I could feel my back was wet and I'm like okay that's gonna hurt um my adrenaline was like sky high and you know I had all my gear on but 
I could tell my back was wet when I like moved my shirt. So I'm like, okay, yep. that's going to hurt in about five yep. minutes. Been and uh, so I, uh, one of the ladies that saw the thing uh, go down, she comes running over to me and another girl, she's like, oh my God, are you okay? You know, blah, blah, blah. I take my helmet off. She's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, can you give me water? She's like, no, you can't. You have to stay put until the paramedics get here, blah, blah, blah. I'm a nurse. You can't drink anything until they check you out to make sure you're not swollen. Semi-truck driver that was on the side of me, he pulled over and uh, he he pulled over and had him and another guy drug my bike off the road. And another guy in a minivan, he caught up to Shelly when she was riding and tried telling her that I had fallen because she didn't she didn't see she just heard me screaming at her and by the time she ended up realizing what happened she she had spun back around and came down the road and anyway it was just a big fiasco and um so i uh, uh the bike actually managed to only uh man i damaged the muffler and a couple other pieces but the tank managed to not get scratched at all um but yeah i ended up making it out okay and uh, rode the bike actually after the wreck into uh, the next town of the Dalles, and uh, we ended up sitting there at the uh, Starbucks with ice on my leg, and she ran into Fred Meyer and bought me some uh, some sanitizer for my back, and <laughs> we went into the bathroom, she sprayed down my back with uh, stuff to clean all the blood off of my back and stuff, so it was a not an episode I wish to repeat, but uh, it was definitely like one of those things where you're like, man, that really puts things in perspective for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, after I got the bike all fixed, you know, it was one of those things where I just couldn't, I couldn't get back on the bike afterwards, you know, like, you know, I, I got back on my excess almost immediately, but the, but the CV, I was, I was a little too, it had taken um, the joy out it of it. It had taken the joy out a little bit. And I was like, that bike was perfect before I laid it down. And, you know, the bike, the bike didn't high side, it just low sided. So it just get to do a stop and everything got replaced back to factory but it best was case scenario for sliding down the, the freeway at oh, yeah. 70 miles an hour yeah yeah and amazingly my wallet actually saved my ass literally uh, <laughs> I, I have the same wallet today but uh yeah it, it was a pretty crazy uh, experience i don't wish to repeat so um i think uh i think you had a wreck on your one of your bikes uh a while a little while ago but maybe dirt dirt bike but also pavement. But yeah, also pavement. That's, <laughs> pavement hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I, and that was maybe 2025 because I had been slowing down for a corner and the duder took me out. But yeah, I just couldn't imagine the, the, the speed. It's not just, it's not just two, three and a half times more. It's like <clears throat> substantially worse. Like, I can't imagine that because I've rolled, I've rolled down like dirt trails after going down at like 40 or 50 and just had that thing where, okay, I must be stopped by now. And you put your hand down to stand up and it just makes you tumble more. Yeah. I can't imagine just the eternity because time slows down. I feel like you could have read a book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The amount of time you were sliding. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you see it, uh, if you ever watch MotoGP, you'll see some of those uh, rookies that'll, you know, they have, they always have low side, easy crashes, but they slide forever on that leather and through the grass. And you'll see some of them, like, try to stand up. While they're but still sliding. They're still doing 50, 60 miles an hour, and they yeah. try and stand up. And that's when and then they, they really hurt. That's when they get hurt. Yeah, yeah, so they just tell them, like, wait until you're done. That's why they'll sit there for a minute yeah. before they get up. 
So, yeah, I couldn't imagine sliding for that long. And oh, yeah. All the gear all the time, right? Oh, yeah, all the gear all the time, for sure. Not not worth it. Yeah. And then, I guess, the the last bike I bought, we also bought together. Yep. Uh, we went and bought my That's bike. my fault. Uh, yeah, your fault. But uh, We'll, we'll ride it again. Yeah. I, I rode it this year a couple times, but uh, uh, my uh, XT250, my Yamaha XT250. Dual Sport. Dirt bike, dual Sport. Uh, dirt bike dual sport and that, that bike's dope i really like that bike and uh, it has so has some electrical issues that i need to sort through but um, it is a good bike for sure but let's get into your biking uh your long extensive background goodness so much time do we have so <clears throat> all of it uh quick plug i have another another uh podcast the loose spokes podcast on the same network we talk about dirt bike stuff if you're interested go over there um, I'll try and make this brief-ish. Um, I've been riding dirt bikes off and on since I was four. Uh, my dad's dirt bike rider. He he was semi-pro through his, his years and decided he didn't want to make it a career. And one of his buddies got hurt like the day before he, he signed his pro contract. And he's like, yeah, I was already on the fence with giving up my Sundays. Because at, t- at that point, he's like... Um, you know, all the races were on Sunday, so he wasn't wasn't too keen on that. And uh, so I've been riding since I was four. Started on a PW50 like everyone does, and moved up to a, a, a Yamaha PW80, and then an 84 XR100, and that would have been in about 2002. Was that the one that you broke your leg? No, it was the one after that was uh, had been my sister's CRF 150F, so just the trail one with the with the fork guards on it, like right, yeah. a nerdy looking one. So I'll pop in there real quick. I was 15, I think, 14, 15, and it was my first time on that. So I went from an 84 XR 100, which is just a couch on wheels. Super comfortable. <laughs> Sounds but, like my kind of bike. <laughs> yeah. Drums, drums all the way around. Um, so drums in the front. So I'm used to riding this thing for all it's worth, using all 100 cc's all the time, and then just jam on the brakes to try and slow it down a bit. Yeah. Um, so I was riding that thing like a monster. Get on this 20-year newer CRF 150F, discs in the front i think the back was still drums but that wasn't the problem um so a little more power but we went out to go trail riding and because uh, i didn't start track riding until many years later but i have been trail riding for 11 years and just warming up uh i was kind of moving the bike left and right down just uh you know wherever on parks uh staging area and uh kid comes around the corner and just comes around too fast he's probably on a on an 80 or or a 110 you know kids when kids panic they just bear down and i watched him kind of come into himself like bring his elbows and his shoulders in and his head down like he's just oh no a bike and like just kind of panics so i'm like he's not gonna steer around me i'm not used used to the bike a little tippy okay first things first pulling the clutch go on the brakes evenly a little more back than front but I just had a brain fart and instead of full force with the left hand to pull in the clutch, 
did it with both or did it with the right or whatever ended up happening, I bound up that front disc, which had never been a thing for me before. Popped that bike up straight on its nose and then it just sat there for a split second and then all my weight down on that little front tire and just boom and it tried to bring the right side handlebar all the way into the tank but I had slid forward so my knee was occupying that space and it it hit and it it, it hurt I knew it hurt but uh I had a I had a history of being a bit of a of a wuss, so of course I, I get up and I push the bike off to the side. I'm like, man, that hurts. My dad comes by. He's like, you all right? I said, no, it hurts real bad. He said, well, if you if you can't do the ride, then you know, my dad's a nice guy, but he was just trying to be, you know, starting kids because I was probably fine. I'd crashed a hundred times. He's like, oh, just then push it back to the to the truck and back to the truck is, I don't know, how far is it from me to my car right now? 100 yards yeah less than that probably yeah maybe yeah yeah 80 something like 80, that. 80 sure. yards 80 we'll yards. say yeah and i'm like yeah i could do that and the more i went like i just couldn't put weight on my leg but i'm like like my leg's not broken like like my my femur's fine my shin's fine it's just my knee hurts i'm like it's it's a joint it's weak it just hurts but you know i'm 15 i'm dumb and i'm so i i push it and i i i get back to the truck and as i'm pushing it back to the truck i'm trying to hold it i'm like man this really hurts I'm, like, I'm such a wuss and uh some of our friends just kind of parked across the uh the road you know so 15 feet away went hey are you okay oh boy and i'm like what and apparently from 15 feet away they could see that my right knee was swollen up and i did feel I'm like yeah it's kind of pushing against against my jeans a little bit you know this is before proper riding gear i had a helmet and boots and gloves that's what you need uh not that riding pants would have saved me but a, a knee brace might have so my dad comes back everyone tells him hey he's real messed up he comes over checks me out sure enough he's like yeah that's swollen. that's a problem he loads the bikes back up this is friday uh, afternoon memorial day weekend oh, no. so memorial day weekend we had three days of riding plan nope down to the down to lo got an hour in. Lo local <laughs> hospital or well, less than that uh, half of it was pushing the bike and so we go down to uh so we're up on mount hood out, outside of uh portland oregon so it's an hour uh back to the hospital in town and we get there and they take x-rays uh and uh and they go okay well, um, how's 8 a.m. sound tomorrow? 8 a.m. for what? Oh, you broke the top of your tibia off of your uh, off of your leg. That doesn't sound good. No, it's not. So I'm in a little bit of a bit of pain, but you know, keep me on some minor stuff and it's fine. Uh, long story short, they fix it. Awful pain. Awful pain. After uh, they fixed it, it was worse. Yeah, it was much worse. Yeah. Uh, like, I thought it was bad, but you can't not fix it. I would have been hobbled my whole life. But the surgery is just apparently up in, like, the top five for pain a human can withstand. I'm like, yeah. That was, that was the worst when it came to it anyway, so it didn't help. Um, my pain tolerance is better now. My wife would say it's not, but it is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I got back on the bike about nine months later. Uh, started riding again, but... 
I kind of I didn't ride much from 15, 14, 15 till uh, I got my own bike. Uh, at 19, 18, 19, I decided, you know what? I want to get back into the sport. I want to do it again. My dad's still riding. Mm-hmm. It's all trail, but I'm like, I, I got to get back into this. This is. I grew up watching the races. I'm still watching the races. I need to get back to it. Picked up a. Uh, this is where my story really starts. Picked up a. 05 CRF 250R. These are all going to be Hondas. If anyone's listening, the Yamaha, two Yamahas, the 50 and the 80, and then it was Hondas from there. Um, so I picked this up with a blown motor for a thousand bucks, maybe a little less, um, just an hour south of, of home, and uh, proceed to blow my uh, my savings, another $1,500 on parts. I mean, full, full build on this bike ground up to make it basically back to stock the kid had run it in the sand in the sand dunes it had a paddle tile tire on it shouldn't do that with a small bore bike it uh it they, they tend to overheat and whoever had last worked on the bike they put a a hot hot rod in it which is just you know it's aftermarket crank and rod set um which is supposed to be better and it is the problem is they didn't use a proper crank puller and the way that these bikes are set up is you've got the engine oil side and the transmission oil side um but they this bike shares the oil so there's a hole going from one side of the crank through the crank to the other side helps cool the crank and it, it so the oil goes back and forth when they had pulled it they hadn't used a puller pr- properly so when we pull this thing out one end of the crank uh, shaft was marred up. Mm-hmm. It had closed that oil passage. All the way? Yeah, well, oh, at least enough, to, an, to enough to take it out to the dunes and it wasn't pushing oil into through, the, through the, the crank. crank. And yeah. so the crank got hot and transferred it to the piston and it just, er, done, seized. Ooh. So he, he said he rode it for three hours in the dunes and then just stopped. Mm. Um, so exactly so we tear it down we do a full build uh new plastics the thing's great and we always had issues with it turns out that those ones that here the 05 has problems with the the valves in it um there's uh i remember you fought that bike for a while yeah so we we had the valves adjusted kept messing with the carb uh, shimmy, like a shimmy valves. Problem with the valves. Wasn't it like 05, 06 or something like that? Yeah, it was just just a couple of years on these on these bikes. We finally got that taken care of, and I, I have the bike back. I'm going to be taking it with me uh, in my my move. Uh, but between that and the suspension, the back end suspension was blown out. The front was basically welded. I think it's got springs in the front for like a 250 pound guy. I'm a buck forty. Yeah. So. I learned how to ride it. My dad had no idea about the suspension at the time. Uh, he hadn't ridden it hard enough to really know. So I rode it for two years. And basically, what I had to do was never let it idle. If it never idled, it was fine. Um, so coming into a corner, I could I could brake slide and I could pull in the clutch, but I had to give it a little throttle, which is just one more thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in like an already busy situation. Exactly. <laughs> and so I just always had to keep some amount of throttle in it. Um, but 
you know, and then the, the back end would move around a lot, but the front would climb uh, around corners. But I learned to make it work, which made me a better rider. But uh, a few years later, my dad uh, picks up a 2011 450 uh, CRF 450R and uh, kind of gifts me that in, you know, give me your 250 and I'll sell that to make up, you know, most of what I would have spent because they're both 05s. It's not a huge price gap there. It's kind of a Christmas present. I still remember when you went to Bend, I think, to ride your 250 in a race and you couldn't get it started for like three hours or something. Uh, it was your whole weekend. Yeah, yeah. That was, that happened more than once I know. where I missed, I I missed rides from it. Um, so that 450R was welcome change with the fuel injection, right? Yeah, uh, no, it's still carbureted, oh, but it was my dad had bought this thing new in 2005, oh, and this right. is 2012 at this point. But it had hundreds of hours on it because he rides a lot, and it was but well cared for, right? He properly maintains things I, like this thing looks brand new, like oh, totally. Like when I saw it last, when we went out for a ride, it mm-hmm. looked mint, even with me owning it for a few years, it's still yeah. in really good shape. Um, yeah. I try and keep it up, but he just, he's very specific. Um, so the bike's wonderful. Uh, that generation of bike, the, the engine on it, I still like better than his EFI bikes. Cause he had the 11, now he's got a 14. I still like this engine cause it's a tractor. Like if you mess up and you like your foot's off, you can't downshift. It's still got the power down low. You slip the clutch a little bit, whereas his newer ones are more finicky with the EFI. I know, go in, put a different map in it for trail, and you'll sure. be fine. But he doesn't do that. He just rides it, the track, trail, whatever he wants. But the 250 actually got me into racing. Take a step back. Um, I got it when I was 18, built, rebuilt it when I was 19, and then 20, uh, I started racing on my own. Because my dad didn't race anymore. He retired from that. He just did trail. But I wanted to give it a shot, so I went up to our local track in Sandy uh, uh, Mountain View and and entered into the first race of the year. Uh, I, I had done practice once, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. Entered into the first race of the year. Uh, never did better than last the whole season. Um, I was sent over berms and stuff. Basically, you, you race, you know, under 25 class, you just race big bike beginner. 250 beginner and that's full of kids who are trying to get noticed right in this town of nobody i don't i don't know why but so they're these 14 year olds don't care they'll put you over a berm i had to go to work in the morning i'm 20 years old so you know i was kind of off and on on that but i i I convinced my dad to to come and start racing so he started racing when i got the 450 i uh i i still ride track but i i don't race that anymore it's just it's just not worth it i I do some some smaller stuff Mm -hmm. uh, in california from time to time but it's just not worth doing a series on modern bikes right now i i I wish people would just not take it so serious is is more fun right vintage is the way to go and that's so i because i ride the 450 on on trails and then uh about three years back i pick up who would have thought randy would go vintage on something Right, and I, I love this thing. So I I, uh, I was looking around. I was I was watching a lot of old vintage racing stuff, like 
especially the 80s and I'm like man I love those bikes and so me like every other Honda guy wants an 86 CR250 that's that's the bike it's the gold wheels it's you know it's Johnny O'Mara it's Rick Johnson it's it's just the greats and those are really expensive of course yeah because that's, that's the right bike but I found something similar it's, uh, it's still liquid cooled there's an 84 CR125 be fun you know i I haven't had a a, a two-stroke other than my uh pw50 when i was four to six Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay i'll start on a 125 and then i'll get a 250 and i'll get the proper one but i'll rebuild this one this will be fine so i pick it up for 850 bucks out in molala oregon and i love this bike it's my favorite thing that i own <laughs> everything that i own more than more than my bmw more than my my mustang more than any of my dirt bikes this thing is fun that was your oldest bike other than the one the one that we'll talk about next right but because that was an 80 well i've have had older bikes but it was but my not, oldest dirt bike okay right, uh, right, right well yeah the xr100 was, wasn't mine but it was it was, your, it was your oldest fully functioning bike right Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, mm, what year was the Hawk there? Was that was eighty two. Okay, it was close then. So yeah, but as as so CR one twenty five and I'm like, oh, what do I do with this? Like, can I can I race this? Because I don't want to take this out on on the trails. Like I've got the four fifty for that, and so. Um, some unfortunate stuff happens uh, for my family, and, and so I, I leave the hospital one day and take my dad out, and we go to Gold, Gold, something up in Washington, just across the gorge. Gold, Goldendale. Goldendale. Yeah. Goldendale. Goldendale, Washington, and there's a vintage race yeah. there, vintage motocross race early in the spring. And I'm like, sweet. I go out there, and it's just just rolling farmlands and. Yeah. This area that people had cordoned off, and there's just some old trucks with some old bikes, but there's hundreds. There's like 200 trucks there. All these old bikes, some of them are old and junky looking like mine. Some of them are nice looking like my dad's. My dad's got a just immaculate, of course, 1990 CR500 Thumper. Just beast. Doesn't he have an Elsinore, too? Uh, he just got rid of that. But yeah, he, he, has, he, has a, he had a 74 Elsinore, but he didn't ride it much. Uh, I never thought I saw that thing run. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a thing. But so I, I convinced him to go out and, and race because I had gotten him to do a few modern races by then. And we went out and uh, we lined up on the gate together. He should not have been in the beginner class. But <laughs> we we line up, up up at the gate and there's like. He must have won easily. but Oh, by like a minute. <laughs> Seriously, by a minute. And so we line up, and I think I, I thought I was far enough away from him. Turns out I wasn't. So we take off, and he just roosts. He's like four spots to my right, and he just fishtails all the way over. I've got it. I've got GoPros of all the all these races, and you can hear me ow, 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 and just next day I bought a chest to, uh, protector. I bet you did. Um, it's just roost all up the front of me, and then I just get beat to the first corner. But I start picking people off, and I'm like. Oh, I'd barely ridden this bike yeah. in, our, in our backfield. And that's when I learned about power bands. Yeah. I learned about go fast through the corners because it doesn't have any power on the uphills. Yeah. 
and I just start sending it over jumps. <laughs> and like my very first race, I uh, I catch up to a guy and I'm like, I think I'm in like third or fourth. And I send it off the finish line jump to try and get this guy. They didn't give me the position. They should have. But I guess they recorded it at the bottom of the jump. But like over the top of it, I'm just like pushing the bike over like a goon, like trying to pass it. It doesn't matter. It's a stupid yeah. vintage race. Yeah. But now I just do that whenever I can. Um, I've been racing out at... Um, that's like super light, right? So super, super light. Super it's, fun to toss around. It's like 180 pounds yeah. and it's small and it's just this 120. You just keep it keep it wooded all the time, yeah. Yeah. which is so much fun. <laughs> uh, I highly recommend it. But yeah, because it's, it's, I mean, my dad has a newer 125 now because he's like, oh, this looks like fun. And my sister's like, you should buy this. And I remember going out to your place and watching you and your dad laugh each other when I had broken my clutch lever on my bike. Uh, one of the two times I broke my clutch lever. Got so um, many stories. On my bike. Uh, and you and your dad, I, I sat there for a while while I was taking a break, and you and your dad decided to go race each other at his at your at your parents' property uh, on this, what was it, a mile course or something like that? Or it's it's like three mile. three quarters of a mile, yeah. just two acre. Yeah. And yeah. you guys are just ripping hard. Like, your dad's in on his 450, and you're on your 125. And I think it took him... 13 laps to catch you to lap you because he is faster than i yeah, am but yeah, yeah. I, the fact that i held him off that long i know no totally oh boy. Yeah. you guys were like both sweating afterwards you're like mm -hmm. that was tough like, i was yeah. on it. i was working that bike yeah but that's it's it's so that much 125 fun is really entertaining to watch because it's so light so you can just yeah you see you just rip through the corner and to, and, to kind of put it back in in car talk it's it's the miata thing yeah, like the, or like it, a Lotus Exige versus a yeah, Viper. Driving a right. slow car fast versus a yeah. fast car slow. Like yeah. a 450 is sweet, but right. on our little track, you know, you just pick a gear. It could be fifth. It doesn't matter. You just ride around because it's got the torque because it's so yeah. small. It's so tight. But so the 125, if you access. if you mess it up, you got it. You really yeah. got it. affects you for three corners. Right. Which is, it's it's punishing, but yeah. it's so much fun when you when you get a good lap completed yeah. and you know we got a a little like 40 foot tabletop and so just clearing that the right amount yeah. is is perfect it's like driving a momentum car kind of thing right it, it's exactly what it is you know yeah. versus you know like like andy's uh cobra is awesome but driving that on a go-kart track versus driving a go-kart on a go-kart right. track like oh this fits here better right like this is right. made to do this right like, because right. it's just, you know, you take the Cobra out on a go-kart track, you right? just, like, full throttle, full brake, full throttle, full brake. Yeah, just, like, right. you have no time to enjoy it versus right. clicking gears. And, and yeah. it's, I, I, I love as, that. Going as fast as you can through each corner. And th that's the same to, speed, right? to the one street bike that I actually had. So, run through those. But you had a few street bikes. I had, I had a few. <laughs> so... My wife bought me a... You had more than I did. No, you had the same number I did, I think. So we'll, we'll go through. I had a CB750 that my wife bought me. 78 CB750K. Perfect year of bike. I was successful in tearing it down. You, you pulled it. That's, that's it. I pulled it all the way apart. And then uh, luckily, uh, six years later, Jeff, Jeff had a, a buddy who came in and saved it. But... Uh, so I had that through all of this in the back of my garage, not working on it. 
And then one of our mutual friends uh, put in a group text one day, said, hey, uh, we're clearing out my, my mom or my aunt's uh, house. Uh, there's a motorcycle here. Anyone want it? And just sent a picture of this red, old, dilapidated red bike. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, I want to know what it is. Like, I'm coming over because I need to know what that is. And I you know, told my wife, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go over there and look at the things I shouldn't. Like, and <laughs> she just gave me a look and went back to what she was doing. I'm like, I'm already in trouble. Might as well go. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well get more. <laughs> so me and, uh, and uh, our mutual buddy, Chris, who I ended up selling the... Uh, my dad ended up selling the CRF two fifty two. We met there, and uh, you know, trying to figure out how we were going to haul this thing anywhere. Like, does it roll? Does it whatever? And uh, I start looking at, at stuff, and like it's, I'm counting pipes and I'm counting cylinders, and I'm I'm trying to get any information off of a tag on the headstock, and I realized it's a Kawasaki H one. Yeah, it's a three cylinder two stroke it's like the, from like 1969 yeah I'm like oh this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen I had no clue this was a thing that existed oh yeah and it was like one of the coolest bikes now right yeah it, ever at, at the time it was the fastest top speed production bike that year like yeah. it was like it broke the speed record I don't even think even, even looking back at it now I don't think we realized how cool that bike would have been a whole lot oh, too man, I, I do I know, I like... But back when we were doing it, right, you probably were like, I don't really know. No, I wanted it so do. bad, but I I already had the 750 back there. I'm like, yeah. oh, no. Oh, no, I can't do this again. Because <laughs> uh, I, had, I had done this with a couple of other cars. I remember bike with you, and I think all the wheels were locked up. Yep. And Front brake was locked. We had rear four brake guys locked. trying to get the whole bike off it was so heavy we all cut ourselves at some point it was like 500 pounds it was so heavy everything was rusty everything was seized we couldn't get anything apart like it was just a disaster I I basically like emptied two cans of uh, penetrating oil on it that (laughs) night to try and get anything to work I think we got the back wheel on season we got Something. some stuff to kind of work we got it we got it rolling yeah um, but we're like we couldn't get the spark plugs uh, pulled. Like we just couldn't do anything with it. Yeah, and, it was uh, like that bike sat under water for the way longer. Like than yeah, that, yeah, that bike so was a fraud. I had that for almost a year, and I, I mostly spent I my time. For a year. Yeah, I feel like it was at least nine months. Yeah. I I just I know I sat on it a lot and watched videos. I'm like, this would be so cool, but. I started going, okay, I, I need to find someone else to uh, to take this and, and do something with it because I'm not going to get around to it. I've got the CB. I've got the Mustang. I've got all. I've got the house to work on. i got too much. So I, I posted on Craigslist, and a guy from uh, Central California ended up calling me. He said, hey, would you consider a trade? And I said, does it run? <laughs> I, I just was. I just want a bike that runs at this point. You know, I hadn't picked up my 125 yet, so... You know, I just had the one project bike. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't need another project. He said, Yeah, it runs. Like it, it stumbles a bit, but like it turns over, it starts, it runs. Okay, what is it? It's a 1972 Yamaha DS7. Again, over my head. Right. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, it's another two strokes. Okay, okay, it's a, it's a 250 twin, two stroke. Okay, okay, 
And by this time, Jeff had his... You had your excess. Um, So I'm like, yeah, I need something to ride so I could ride with Jeff. Yeah, because I know because you rode over, you and Shelly rode over on your bikes while I was test riding at one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, look, it runs. And so... I think I even rode it around the block. The guy guy brought it up, and I think he gave me like 200 bucks plus the bike uh, to take this H1. And I know I, I found his build thread later. And he did rebuild it and ride it. Like the H1, the H1 oh, is on awesome. the road. You gotta show uh, me that when we're done. Californians get stuff done. That's I'll awesome. see if I still have a build thread, but um, yeah. So I know that's on the road. So I got this DS7. It had wiring issues, but I issues. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was old enough that it didn't need turn signals as long as I didn't ride it at night. But like it had a uh, two into one uh, expansion chamber yeah. muffler. Things sounded like a dirt bike. It, it was, was cool, so cool, but I could never get it to run right. Like one side was lean, and then the other side was wet, like spark plugs. And yeah. I'm like, "Dang you!" And I uh, I replaced the tires on it, and I I kind of I did more on this. I fixed a lot of the wiring, but I couldn't get all of it. I got a new lock cylinder for it, so I could you know with the key and and stuff. But I started taking something off. I think it was the headlight. Uh, I, I had the, head, the headlight off exactly so all the wiring was in there and I'm like I'll just rip it like I started to take the headlight bucket off because I'm like I'm going to rip the wiring out I'm going to rewire it go solid state and I got the headlight bucket off and stopped and went no you're not doing this again <laughs> because at this point I've got six boxes and an empty frame yeah. in, in the back of my garage for the 750 you on the first time was you saw stuff and you're like Hmm, that looks like it might be surface rust. I better take everything apart, sandblast it, and paint it. Because you want it to be perfect. And yeah, then and you I'll, don't have the time to put it back together. <laughs> I, I know I shouldn't do that again. So I'm like, no, don't do not do that. And so I kept trying to make it work without tearing into it. Like, just carb stuff. Like, I completely rebuilt the carbs, new needles, new jets. Yeah. Like, I put some money into it this time. And I'm like, okay, the next step is to take it to a shop and have them make it run right. Is it really worth that to me? Is that really how I want to go about this? I'm like, I got money. Is that what I want to do? <sighs> Looking around, it was going to cost two grand to have the motor rebuilt properly. I know because I did it later yeah. uh, with another bike. And I'm like, I just, it's, it, it's always going to be something because there's also the, like, between the rewiring and the engine, it's going to be two grand. Like, I can't, I can't do that right now, you know? can't justify that. And by that time, I've, I've got a and kid. No title. Yeah, and no title still. And I was still working with different states to try and figure that out. Um, so I'm like, nope, 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 nope. And so I end up moving that one on as well. Uh, and I never I never ended up finding anything, any follow-ups on that. But that was much easier. I'm, I'm sure that one got, got running. It did. Um, it did? Yeah, yeah, Jason got it running and... Put a six-speed transmission in it. Wow, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, he put a six-speed transmission in from a different bike. And I was out there one day, and he still had it. It's this little yellow bike, cute yellow bike. Oh, look look him up if you've never it, seen one. It sounded, it, it about blew my ears out. It was so loud. Mm-hmm. It was insane. He had the expansion pipe on there, and after he rebuilt it and did everything, uh, I went out there, and he had that thing at Redline in his garage and I was standing at the front of his garage and it was just reverberating outward 
and I couldn't hear it. It was so crazy that bike. He said, "Oh, it'll do wheelies in every year, like or third up to like third gear or something." Because it, 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 it was tiny. It weighed nothing. Yeah. It was just you get on the power band and like even because I got to ride it around. It rode. I just couldn't leave my little town because mm-hmm. I wouldn't trust it. Yeah. Because um, I had to push it one time. Um, We've all been there. Yep. <laughs> But that was that was a sweet bike. But I got rid of that, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get a proper bike that runs good. But I still wanted something kind of classic at that point. I'm like, Jeff's got something old. I want to ride with him with, with something old and cheaper. Yeah. So for around a grand, I picked up my only good street bike I've ever had, which is I believe 1982 Honda CB450. Hawk, but it was a, is a T. I believe it was a uh, T model because it was it was this funny sports model. Yeah. Because I always like the weird version of any vehicle. It was like the it was like it was like if somebody put a synthwave song onto a bike, and <laughs> you know it just yeah it just oozed eighties from every oh, like yeah. orange graphic on Turned the side of the bike. Weapon. It was a T, yeah. Yeah. So it had so it had the flat yeah. handlebars like you'd call them drag bars because they t- turned down just a little yeah. bit. It was a cool basically cafe from the factory in 1982 and it had this weird exhaust you couldn't replace because they changed the way that the that the valve that that the valves worked a little bit where there was a weird spot where the exhaust hourglassed on the inside oh and it it went went four into two uh and the way it, it hourglassed in the muffler was very specific yeah um but it allowed it to backfire without any negative repercussions. Oh, so, so when I let off the gases, just these wonderful little pops. Yeah. It was, it was, it was <clears throat> F1 in the 90s. <laughs> like just that beautiful V10 uh, popping that it would that it would do. I still remember after you stopped riding it for probably seven or eight months, maybe even longer. And I was over at your house and we were playing video games or something. And I was like, and I was just like, dude, we should go fire. He's like, nah. You're like, nah. Probably need to clean the car. I'm like, what does it hurt to just try? Hadn't been on a battery charger for like a year or ever, maybe, and it hadn't had gas run through. We went out. You'd there be shocked. Time. You'll be shocked when I tell you the timeline on that bike. You'll be shocked. And he, he, I think you hit the choke maybe, and turn the gas on and hit start and it fired right up and idled. It was a good bike. Honda problems. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that really ever did uh, was um, the, so the carb on that had a, a, a push and a pull line on it. So, you know, you pull the throttle and pull the linkage one way. Yeah. And when you push, there was another cable that, that closed it. So you yeah. had a push pull throttle my uh, with, with, a, with a return my, spring. And my other bike, my uh, GS went like that. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of my my bikes have been one that goes over a cam. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, and then the return spring just pulls it back. Right. But this was a was a push pull with a return spring in the in the th- actual throttle. Yeah. And so, uh, I was riding home from work, which is just a few miles, and uh, of course I peg it because, you know, you're. That's what you do. I'm not a communist, so <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I, I I I peg it. And then I, I, you know, and the throttle doesn't return. I push it back, and it doesn't. It's, 
and I'm like up towards the limit. I'm like, oh no, and I'm like, I'm like looking down around the bike, like around my leg. Going, no, 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 and so it's just stuck accelerating and the bike is accelerating and I accelerate I'm like okay well I can downshift and it'll float the valves and I'm yeah. like I'll die I'm like or I can let it keep accelerating and I'll come into this 35 mile an hour zone at, at 75 and, and accelerating and die I'm like okay so I decided to sacrifice my clutch and so I start burning the clutch to like let it uh, like lose, Slowly, lose drive so it was slowed down without the revs going all the way up so it dragged keep the flywheel down and i just kind of did that while like turning off the gas uh-huh. pet cock while i'm just still riding at 60 at least miles you an hour opportunity to do that yeah it's nice and so i'm i'm trying to do yeah with the car you're just like well my, that's over there in the hood my <laughs> bike has no is, is vacuum pet cock only it yeah. doesn't have an off yeah so i would have been screwed but yeah, yeah that's yeah maybe mess with the idle adjust i don't know but like i'm just reaching underneath myself oh, blind engines hot i'm like oh boy helmet on gloves you can't feel nothing can't see nothing i'm just like oh boy made it home shut it off yelled at it kicked it didn't kick it over just kicked it and um made the mistake of telling my wife and she's oh, like okay man. so it almost killed you <laughs> maybe you should sell it i'm like yeah probably should like okay I'll, I'll get a newer bike i'll get something that's not not gonna kill me i love that bike but it also wasn't exactly right i was ready for something bigger i was, was ready for more power right. if if i was gonna if i was gonna get rid of it and if i was gonna get another one i was gonna get like a proper cb 750k like oh, what i had in the school like, like what I had in the garage in yeah, pieces, yeah. but all in one big piece. Yeah, like you know, bike. Like, yeah. like when you roll it into the garage. No, that, <laughs> that was still in like six or seven pieces, and it was missing a bunch of pieces. I appreciate my wife. She means well, but that did not, I, I was not capable of that. Um, but yeah, I, I needed something with a little more power. Yeah. But the bike was fun. It was a good bike. But I, I, I've had all sorts of bikes, yeah. um, as you have. And I, I like the variety. I like having, trying all the all the different stuff. I mean, everything I had was a standard of some sort. But yeah, I, I mean, a lot of people I know are getting into dual sports, and I'm moving somewhere warmer, so maybe. But I just get in trouble because <laughs> I, I remember on my hawk, uh, riding down the road, and like, oh, I got to go left. Oh, but there's a median. I can't can't go left here. But like, oh, Little Caesars is right there. But you know, I, well, I can't pop over the curb. Like, if it was a dual sport, I could. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll just pop over there. This will be fine. Yeah. Like, you know, curbs mean nothing to me. Yeah. I I just get in trouble. I I learned that when I got my dirt bike that I'm like, when I go take off on a little ride or whatever, I'm like, I can just go over the curb. You can go wherever you want. Curb like, and like, you know, even the. Oh, the time we went out riding up at Ladie and uh, I rode that. I'm bike. sorry. Yeah, no, that was terrible. It was, it was, it was a mud fest in a old underpowered bike for for that. Like, yeah, it, that was my fault. I think that bike did fantastic though for my first mm-hmm. time out. Like, mm-hmm. and that bike went over trees and went over everything. Like, just like it a went, champ. It did so much better than it should have. I think it was like. It even like drizzled on us a few times, and yeah. up here in Oregon, and if you're not from around here, everything's clay. 
Yeah. Like, so, that means when it gets wet, it gets slicker than snot. Yeah. It's real bad. And the trail system we went to, because we tried to go to a real trail system, uh, no offense to fans of Ladue, but tried to go to a real trail system, and it was closed yeah. for another, like, three weeks because they close them over winter for migration and hunting. And we're like, well, crap. In all fairness, we could have rode because no one was there, but we just chose not to because I am, we wanted to be law-abiding citizens. I am <laughs> way too straight-edge for my own good. Um, <laughs> no one would have cared. It was a perfect day there, though. Oh, it, was, it was so nice. You know when you put your hand in the dirt and you just go, yes, this is the <laughs> perfect moisture content. Well, that was sunny. And mm-hmm. it was like that super clear like winter day. And it was like 55, 60 degrees yeah. where like you can ride hard and yeah. you'll still stay cool. But it's not so cold that when you're right. riding on the, it was the straight a, it side. It was a good day to be up there. And, and uh, literally nobody there because they were yeah. closed. Yeah. Like but the, <laughs> gate, the gate was open. Yeah. So we, we went in and looked around like, is anybody here? And unfortunately, I did find one sign that said closed till the 31st. I'm like, what's the 17th? Yeah, so, it's, like, it's like we're like here a week and yeah. a half early. We're, we're like we're, we're here. Like yeah. this is wonderful. Yeah. Okay. But yes, yeah, so we we went there and and you crashed and broke your second clutch lever. Yeah, I think that was the second one. Yeah, I cracked yeah. it, and uh, I managed to get that one back to the truck. So. Uh, but it was we had some fun. Yeah, that was some. that was actually a decent ride because I actually got to go. I think I only put four miles on my bike, but I think I beat the hell out of that bike more in those four miles than. Any yeah. of the other miles I put on that bike, but yeah, for sure. In all reality, that that little Yamaha is pretty. It was a pretty good buy, I think. That was I was impressed because I'm like, all right, I'm out here on my you know 05 450R. Right. Like, I'll see if he can kind of keep up. I've been doing this forever, so I'm I'm trying to find the curve. I'm like, he knows how to ride bikes though. Like, okay, off roads a little different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. I'm like, but this is an old bike, eighty one. Eighty one, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, we'll see how it goes. It's like, it's all torque. Once you hit 4,000 RPMs, it just makes more noise. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, all right, well, we'll see how it goes. I was impressed by by both you and the bike. I was like, oh, this is actually not bad. This is, I had I had, I had fun, like, for conditions. <laughs> conditions, uh, yeah, that, those were pretty crappy conditions, but China Hat would have been better. Oh, yeah, China Hat. Everyone worked the extra hour to go to China Hat and then hour back. We, two hours back. Uh, you know, we just had to have, we would, would have had to have the guts to ask our significant others for the whole day yeah. off. Yeah. Um, but some, someday. Yeah. someday. Someday when you move back to Oregon. Nah, I, I, I know people with bikes. When <laughs> I come, I come visit, I'm going to want to ride my uh, old haunts. Um, yeah, man, we've had a lot of bikes. We have, yeah. Bike show. Yep. Yep, we got we gotta have we gotta get Andy to get a get a bike. Yeah. And join us on bike show. Join us on the bike show. Yeah. Are we gonna separate this from garage night, or is this gonna be garage night? This is garage uh, night. I tell you what, I think I'm, I think we're gonna put this out on the garage night feed, and if we get any type of feedback, uh, if people like it, we'll uh, we'll separate it out. We could do a whole other show. Good. We got yeah. the time, like. The next uh, show, we wouldn't talk all about our stuff. We could talk about other bikes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, this this would be the onboarding. You know, here's what yeah. we know. Yeah, it's totally. actually be good for the regular show. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, kind of interesting. So, of all your bikes, which one's been your favorite? Oh, hands down, the XS. The XS is your favorite. Yeah, I like the XT two hundred and fifty 
because every time I go out to start it, it starts. Okay, the reliability yeah, and the lack of maintenance. It'll have a stone-dead battery, and I'll give it four or five kicks, and it's to life, and it doesn't let me down. Yep. The XS is the worst bike in the world to start. It sucks. <laughs> it is super At least you have the kickstarter just in I case. I do, yeah. When the battery runs dead from trying to turn it over, um, it, it is horribly difficult to start in all weather. I don't care who you are. It is tough to tough bike to start. But when it starts, it is a beautiful bike to ride. It is so fun and great. And that's why I kept it this whole time. I'm like, it does have I a fun go. factor. We would swap bikes from time to yeah. time uh, mid-ride. And it's just, we, that was the fun part is, is we could both appreciate each other's bike and go, they're so different. Yeah. Um, because as yours was the muscle car, mine was a typical Honda. Like, I like to say NSX, Civic might be more accurate. Like, it's this high revving, buzzy, you know, like not high torque, but it it had a a linear power curve, much like your Honda you had, just to a much lesser extent. I like that um, it's, uh, it had really good handling. Uh, I, I could I didn't trust yeah. it right away because I was used to my bike, mm-hmm. but it definitely was more sport bike in its handling yes. than my bike was. Yes, it, it wanted to be a, a sport bike, and the yeah. handlebars being dropped down, you could kind of feel that's what it was shooting for, and and just you know the the farther you went through each gear, and the gears clicked super well. They felt way better than mine. They felt yeah. the detents were just gorgeous. They were they were that. Like, you didn't get false gears like you do with the X, XS, you know. Like yeah. Your bike had really nice, firm, firm gear shifts. Yeah, but your your bike was, you'd come out of a corner and mine you'd you'd as you're halfway through the corner you start getting onto the gas and just expect it to start to run wide as you give it more power. Right. You know, like you would a like a MotoGP bike, like just sure. and then let it run a little wide because yeah. you got to get that run up. Woot, woot, yeah. Whereas your bike, you would come out of the corner, square it up just a bit, and then just hit the gas and just <laughs> and just and then just short shift, short shift, short yeah, shift. You didn't have to run. <laughs> or you could not, and it, it was the same. Yeah. bike. you didn't really care. But it, yeah. I, it, they were completely different bikes, like you yeah. said, like the the sport bike versus just the 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 power. Yeah. You know. It was very like very Finesse. different bikes. It had a really like. I think my bike has a really classic mm-hmm. feel in its handling. That's why I say but, muscle car because it's more than yeah. it's more than just what I said. It's the yeah. the, the it exudes. I am from nineteen seventy seven. Yeah. Everything's harder. Yeah, no, I, I tell you, like yeah. I say this, I've said this in my about my Falcon, and it, it is probably why they're probably my two. I wouldn't say my two favorite. They they definitely are my favorite my favorite vehicles along with the Bronco, but they they definitely transport me to a different time, like. I feel like I put on some sepia aviators and I can smell cigarette smoke <laughs> and I'm sitting in like some weird old lounge or some shit, you know, listening to some like, you know, creepy old jazz or something. Like I just feel like I'm in a different time and space when I ride that bike. Like I feel like I should be pulling up to a farm and there's like an 80s like Trans Am or some shit hanging out, you know, like it just it just transport you to this this different time and mm-hmm. place, you know, and uh Mine feels more like the bike that uh, that Flynn would have gotten off uh, as you walked into the arcade in Tron. Like, yeah, right. like yeah. it's very, it's yeah. it exudes eighties. Like, oh yeah. Like we are on each side of Don Johnson. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, that's totally. exactly what it is. Yeah, your your bike reminds me of something like uh, what was that? 
what was that that uh, show that on U- YouTube was it like Laser Unicorns or something like that? Oh goodness! Something? What was that one where they it was like a thirty minute? Uh, oh, it was Kung Fu. Uh, what was it? I can't remember the name of it. it Kung Fu something. Some some goofy movie, but it was. All I am like, lost in the weeds, man. Yeah, there you are. Super super eighties, <laughs> um, and uh, just like just super retro, like the it was like the Pontiac Fiero. Yeah. Movies, you know, oh like, yeah, that's like that was your bike. Oh, uh, that's what it is. It's it's yep. It's not a Civic. It's a Fiero. <laughs> well, no, I, I would say it's it, it's better than a Fiero. It's an MR two, but okay, Mister Two. It's got some class, but yeah. Uh, Still yeah. Miami Vice, but uh, yeah, Miami Vice, but it had like I love that little faux wing it had on the back. Oh yeah, yeah. If you haven't looked up the bike, spoiler. look. You gotta look up this bike because it, yeah, this little plastic back fairing, yeah. that little little ducktail on it. Yeah, oh, that was a just. There's the little details those, like that. And it had the it had the great like red, orange, and yellow mm-hmm. like color combination. Mm-hmm. Which you, know, you ended up having the helmet for. Over the black. And I had the helmet that yeah. matched your bike. And yep. you had a red helmet that matched my bike. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're so cute right yeah, now. Yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, he's riding his bike. He's riding his bike. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him go. <laughs> yeah, and then when we would swap, it's like, oh, yeah. That's how it should be. Yeah. yeah. You had all red gear, too, didn't you? I did. Red accent gear. Yep. So, yeah. With you, a maroon helmet. You looked on, on like... Like you were meant to ride my bike. Yeah, because yours is yours is all wheels. maroon with bits of gold. Yeah, like the wheels are the alloy black and gold, and yeah. your uh, so your your brake calipers are, are kind of a yeah, I painted them gold. muted gold. Yeah. yeah, I did the brake calipers gold, and I painted the insets of the wheel black, and then uh, I did uh, there's some soft gold accents on the bike, and they kind of all kind of tied it together. But yeah, yeah, and we should throw some pictures of our bike up on the website. Yep. Yep. I'll uh, I I'll just I'll just add another page. Yeah, more pages. More pages. Yeah, check out the website if you haven't. Oh yeah, uh, it's uh, um, tinydogpodcast.com. Is it podcastnetwork.com? Nope. Uh, but that but that's that's the email. So the website is uh, tinydogpodcast.com, and the email is tinydogpodcastnetwork at outlook.com. I, I check it daily. Yeah. Uh, I'll get back to you personally. Um, yeah, that's that's a cursory look at, at uh, our, our bike histories. Just, we didn't have anything we had to do today and uh, or tonight. And, and you're leaving soon to yep. move to a different state, so good opportunity to hang out. Yep, Andy's, Andy's <laughs> already in, an, in another state, but... Uh, I'm the lone holdout. Yep, staying yes. here in the PDX for now. Pay uh, pay more in mortgage and taxes and everything else, and come home with less. <laughs> yep, I'll go ahead and pay less and, and not have state income tax. Yeah, uh, yep. And that's that's, that's like, finance talk. Yeah, um, that's, that's another podcast. Yeah. Oh, God, terrible. All right, and this one uh, is going to be very lightly edited. Uh, might put stingers beginning and end. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> this is what happens when it's uh, midnight and we're midnight drink, and change. Drink, drinking beers and recording. Yeah, uh, midnight and change. I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. <laughs> I apologize. Quote, quote from Tom Waits. <laughs> oh boy. On that, on that, I'll reach over and. 
with the little black square. Good night. Good night, y'all. Thank you again for listening to this bonus episode. Uh, it was a lot of fun to record and um, just wanted to pop in at the end and remind everyone that we have a website now, uh, tinydogpodcast.com. That's the home of our network. We also have an Instagram account, Tiny Dog Podcast Network. Uh, you can find us there. We're on most podcatchers now, and we are continuing to expand and grow. Please join us in our uh, in our rise through the ranks. Uh, we we thank everyone who's been who's been tuning in lately. Um, you can also contact me directly at our uh, at our network email. That's tinydogpodcastnetwork at outlook.com. Um, I field those uh, comments and questions uh, personally, and I will uh, I will get back to you in a timely manner. Again, thank you, and uh, enjoy our regularly scheduled programming as it continues to debut. Good night.